Hello, and welcome back to Chronicles of Critics, where we will be reviewing and rating the world's most beloved movies to really determine which one is the best of all time. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Connor and Andy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, Andy, what's new with you, man? Absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I don't got much going on. Just uh, <laughs> doing the same old, same old. Just... Living that podcast life. Yep. We're movie stars now. Yeah. Movie stars. Podcast Two episodes stars. in, and we're just so famous. I know, guys. I want to say hi to all my fans out there, all three of them. All three of them. Yes. One of hi, them mom. mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. <laughs> well, what about you, Connor? Um, I will say, normally, we live a pretty boring life, but this weekend was pretty crazy. Uh, we the The thing I can say is... On Sunday, we went out to the Van Gogh experience. Oh, it's out in yeah. Scottsdale right now. So cultured. I know. I felt, I felt it, man. <laughs> I felt it. So we, we went, and it was actually really cool. They, like, projected all this these different, like, basically motion picture, like, Van Gogh art on the wall, and it all wow. kind of... Yeah. It was pretty crazy. So we... That's wild, man. We, yeah, we really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, well, I'll tell you, the... Biggest thing going on with me, I'm just so excited about this podcast, and <laughs> we just like really dove in this week, because last time we recorded, we were all like huddled around one mic, and it was like a really good quality mic, it just wasn't good enough for all three of us, No, so we, we all went out and bought our own mics and like an upgraded <laughs> audio interface, and just like... We're invested in this now. Yep. It was like, legit, everyone. Literally the next day after we recorded that last <laughs> podcast, we all bought mics. Like, yeah. yeah, We sounded like mice on the last one. So we're like, we need to up the game. Obviously yeah, something's wrong here. <laughs> right on. Well, this week we watched Jaws. So, Dun-na. oh yeah. Dun-na. The iconic, the best shark movie Dun-na. of all time. Dun-na. Yeah, it's just say the only, it. not, say not it. the yeah. only shark movie, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the definitively the best one. And it might have, I mean, it was one of the first, too. Like, that was early. Yeah. 70s? 70s, yeah. So, I think if this wasn't the first one, it basically set the bar for all shark movies. It really movies did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything from here on out has basically followed this formula of, like, this is how a shark movie is done. Mm-hmm. And everyone from here on out has not made that bar. Can't top it. <laughs> I can't top that. Can't top it. You know nope. the, close, the closest one? The not, Meg. Not the Meg. The Meg, guys. It was not it the, was Meg. Totally oh. the Meg. All right. So let me, t- let me say this. The Meg took a steaming dump on the legacy oh, of Jaws. No, no. <laughs> Connor, the Meg has nothing on Bruce. On Bruce. Bruce. Yes. That's, know, the, that's that the name for that's, the shark, Yeah, right? that's the name of the shark. Yeah, the Named after his lawyer. Shark. Yes, named after his lawyer. Yeah. Yep. For some Spielberg's reason, lawyer. like whenever we do this, I learn we learn a lot of weird trivia about these movies. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I know. Yeah, just <laughs> and more, I, isn't, find, isn't finding Nemo Bruce? Yeah, named after Joss? named after the shark. The shark the that was named watch? after the the lawyer. The really? Lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I didn't Ooh. know that. Yeah. It's I wanna, wild. I want to meet that Bruce. Little Pixar the, trivia. The, the lawyer Bruce. He's, he might. The not, he's still be he's probably not. I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 probably a shark. Well, he's probably dead. You're right. I want to talk a little bit about our experience with the movie. So I guess I'll, I'll go first. Um, real quick, I actually never saw this movie up until about maybe three or four years ago. Really? Yeah. I was just never one of those traumatized movies. as a child. No. Mm. Uh, but Missed I knew out. it was like always in the back of my head like, oh, when I'm in the mood to watch like an iconic movie, I'm going to watch Jaws. 
And so, but I was like waiting for the right moment because when I watched it, I was house sitting at this like basically a mansion, like a legit mansion mm. in Scottsdale. And it had a movie theater room, like wow. with movie theater seats, a projector, all that stuff. And that's when I watched Jaws. And it was just like the best experience ever. That's wow. awesome. That's yeah. Really crazy. Pretty sure I watched it my first time on just a little CRT TV. And, you know, it was very pixelated. And that's that was about <laughs> it. Probably. Yeah. It's, I can't remember the first time I saw that it. Was it. See, for me, I mean, I can't even tell you the first time I saw it. Just because, for me, it was kind of like Caleb. It was always there. And I think I probably saw it as a young kid. And so it was always in my mind. And I always knew about the movie and had heard about it. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. So I, I remember growing up watching Jaws. Um, I don't know if I've seen all of them, but my dad definitely watched them when I was growing up. And that was just always my experience with the movie. Um, it's a classic summer movie. It takes place you know, over the 4th of July. And so that's like the perfect time for it to come on, you know, during the summer. And it's the first thing you want to do is, just, oh, just watch Jaws. And, you know, if you go to the beach that summer, you just traumatize yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I think, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I, I don't really know when the first time I actually watched the movie. But my personal experience of it is like, even though maybe I don't even remember the last time I watched the movie until we watched it all together. I remember swimming in the ocean and being deadly afraid of yeah. the shark or yeah. like swimming in a pool and thinking, what if a shark comes up through the drain <laughs> and snatches me yep. and then I'm dead that's, and I'm swimming in this pool. And I'm like, oh. That's actually the plot of Jaws 10. Oh, sweet. Oh, good. good to know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. Oh, oh my. Through the drain. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into our discussion then. Just kind of in general thoughts about the movie, likes and dislikes. Um, who wants to go first? Just throw something I'll, out I'll there. I'll take it out. I'll take this. So I, I can't say anything bad about the movie. I really can't. If anything, there were like just a little bit of scene transition kind of blunders yeah. in my opinion. No, that's um, but other than that, like plot, you know, solid plot. Um, Jaws is based off of a book, so you really can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Which the, I actually did not know that it was based off of a book. Really? Yeah, for real. Wow. I like. Yeah. I was like doing some research. It's like Jurassic Park. Movie. <laughs> it definitely. It seems like something that should only be a movie. Like I can't yeah. imagine yeah, reading real. the book it's and true. being like, like yeah. yeah. It's well, a different feel. Well, so this is actually <laughs> part of what I think is the beauty of Jaws is because there's you don't see the shark a lot in the movie. That's true. Right. Man. So enables the viewer to use their imagination. Right. And that's yeah. that kind of you can use that in the book as like imagining these scenes being like, oh, like, is the shark coming up on the swimmer or something? Um, obviously, it just, you know, you see it a lot more visualized on screen, but that's always been the beauty of this movie. And what I think really just ex- what accelerates this movie into greatness is the fact that, you know, it's mostly driven by the viewer in terms of yeah. what they're seeing on screen yeah. and imagining and I think part of like the magic of like what Steven Spielberg does too is he doesn't so much focus on the monster itself, but mm-hmm. more of like the idea of the monster. Yeah. Like you said, you don't really see the shark for most of the movie until mm-hmm. really the very end. Yeah. And like it's first, yeah. Really and the first time you see it, you're just like, whoa, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big piece of latex. Right yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I mean, for the most of the movie, like you're just you're afraid of that. Show, oh yeah, but you, I remember when you don't even see it when Hooper Richard Dreyfus's character goes in to like investigate the ship wreckage. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Go I know, in the water. right? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Like there's this whole ocean, but like that monster's in there yeah. and you're scared of it. <laughs> so like a funny story about that scene in particular is apparently that was one of the last scenes that they filmed for the movie. Oh. And Steven Spielberg had like done some test screenings of Jaws and noticed that like the first like jump scare that people are like truly like screamed at was the scene where um, he's chumming the waters where he's chumming in the water and the yep. shark comes yep. up and like, that's like one of my favorite scenes. He, like, I think oh, that's probably my favorite scene. Hands down. That's one of the best scenes of the movie. Oh, Cause yeah. he stands up eyes wide open. Oh, yeah, first hey, image. I think that's it's our first, reaction. I think that's one of the first glimpses of the shark. I he think attacks, like, he attacks somebody. Then you see him then, but you only yeah, see very him briefly. like underwater. Yeah. I think you only see him underwater. You see him come up a little bit, just a little Maybe bit, a little. but this you definitely get a better look. This is like, you get look on it. That's like, the but full it's, reveal. It's also some of the, I guess, the protagonist's first glimpse of the shark, too. That's yeah. what also makes it special. Mm, it's their first true. glimpse of the shark. And, and of course, like, ooh. you get that iconic like quote after he stands up and he walks back inside and he looks at, what's the guy's name? Like Robert Shaw's character, Quint. He looks at him and says, we're going to need a bigger boat. I'm glad you got the quote right because everybody thinks it's, you're going to need a bigger bro- boat. Really? But yeah, uh, that's like one of the common is you're going to need a bigger yeah, boat. Yeah, you're going to need a bigger boat. No, Dang. we're going to need. It. But no, you're right. You're 100% right. Like that that's like one of the most iconic scenes. For sure. <laughs> um, I already forgot what we were even talking about. Where was I going? Just likes and dislikes. Oh. Um I'll tell you something I liked. I really loved that character Quinn. Is it Quinn or Quint? Quint. 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 Okay, it's well, Quint. I, I love Quint. Yeah, no. He was just Robert like Shaw, Robert, Robert Shaw. Shaw. Robert Shaw. Yeah. He, he was everything that I wanted in that type of character. Just yeah. this like yeah. real slovenly, drunken sailor yeah, who's just like always singing vulgar. sea shanties. Well, I would <laughs> say like he's like uh, maybe a little bit drunken, but like you know he's seen seen some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's I, seasoned. Th- yeah, he's a very seasoned boater, just like person that's been out in the water. But <laughs> shock hunter. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find him for three. I'll catch and kill him for ten. <laughs> well, yeah. like, one thing that Such I picked up. <laughs> one thing that I picked up on this viewing that I, I guess, may have been too young to really just notice was there's a scene towards the end of the movie when they're all sitting on the boat talking. Um, they're just drinking, but yeah, Quint is talking about his time in the Navy back in world war two with the USS Indianapolis Yeah, for those non-history buffs out there. This U S destroyer, I think was carrying, you know, it delivered one of the atomic bombs, but it was attacked by a Japanese submarine on the way back. And basically all the sailors on board, like were stuck in the water for days because it was a secret mission. Mm -hmm. And like much of the crew was attacked by sharks that entire time. So part of Quint's character is he was like, yeah, I was a part of that. And I'm like, Whoa, this guy is definitely the real. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. And I actually looked that story up too. Cause I mean, when you told me that I was real, I was like, no, that's fake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's (laughs) not real. Yeah. It's it's like, well, no, it's 100% real. And it's like, they, I read it. It was like eleven hundred people really went into the water, just yeah. like he said, and only three hundred made it out. Yeah, and it's still today is like the largest known like shark, shark attack. attack. And they say well, it was truly sharks. That I mean, obviously there yeah. are other things that killed them, like 
going down in the ship and dehydration, but sharks. And you know, that's something like you hear the stats now. It's like, oh, more people die by vending machines than by sharks a year, you know, but. Tell that to the people of the U.S. Of the Indianapolis. No, but that's, that is so weird that it's like kind of a thing when it comes to people stranded at sea is that, because I remember reading that book Unbreakable. Mm, He is like constantly assailed by sharks. And they have to like come up with a tactic to where like, oh, every time a shark comes around, we do this. You know, it's like it was more of a constant thing. We're like, Mm -hmm. oh, on the beaches, maybe you don't have to worry about that so much. But in the open ocean, sharks are actually terrors. Yeah. Which I feel like. You don't give them enough credit. I feel like it should be the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they should be coming up for a little snack. Not like, oh, there's miles and miles and miles of ocean here. They're going to find me in this one little spot and come and try and pick my toes. But speaking (laughs) of shark attacks, Quint's death scene has got to be one of the best in any terrible. movie. No, oh, terrible. It is so death. good. No. It's great. It's no. a, yes, yes, no. seriously, oh, great. Great. No. Yes. Oh, How I can't wild believe is that? Okay, so talking about not special effects. That those was are like practical effects. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that I believe that man was okay. getting devoured. Yeah, it, cut in half, I bitten in half. That scream haunts me. No, the that blood. scream was what killed it for me. Like, I no. love everything about that scene except for his like his scream is just like oh. Oh, oh no! He's screaming bloody murder like a man yeah, who's getting yeah. torn to pieces. That was so real. I don't know, man. Was he? <laughs> when I watched it the first time, I thought, "Oh, that was pretty good." When I went back and watched it the second time before we did this, I was like, "Oh no, not real enough." Mm, you went bloodier. No, it was. Yeah, I don't know. The scream. Mm. The scream is what did it for me. I did like the blood shooting out of his mouth. Oh, I was, like yeah, that, such good. That was that was. Practi- really good. I love those practical effects. That's mm. probably my favorite part yeah. of this movie. That just. Again, it just makes it great as these practical effects that they used. You know, what with the animatronic sharks and... Dude, yeah, that's crazy yeah. that they actually did that. Like, so I did a little bit of research um, about those. And that those they, apparently during filming, they had many problems with them. I think at one point that was... I heard it was awful. Yeah. I think yeah. that's like Spielberg himself was like, this movie's going to be a disaster. He thought he was going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one of them sank at the bottom of the ocean while they were filming. Oh. And they had to like pull it back up. And like it was completely... Yeah, it was just filled with water. Like, I can't do this. And that's why they were like, okay... So I'm a, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I'm Steven Spielberg. Let me figure something out. And that's why you don't see the shark that much during the movie, because his, his, his solution to that was like, okay, let's not actually see the shark unless you absolutely have to. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you know what? I think it's one of those little happy accidents that I think really made the film that much better. You think of it like, oh, this movie masters the art of suspense, Mm -hmm. you know, like with the music and with slowly revealing the shark to you it really does make you just feel all of that (laughs) all right guys here's the question though what was worse the dog that scene before fourth of july the dog going missing or the child oh definitely the dog i'm sorry so first time i watched it i was like (laughs) oh man the dog oh but the second time i realized that you actually see the shark like grab the child and blood is like squirting out of the water as the shark is devouring the child i was like much more violent holy crap like what is what is he doing (laughs) what's he doing to that kid jeez It is not a chew toy. But I thought that, that that was pretty a wild scene too. And you see like the the mom. I mean, mm. oh, yeah, that is speaking very sad. of kids. So that was something I didn't. I wouldn't say I didn't like about the movie, but it, it was like 
what is going on here? There were so many instances where these like old couples oh, yeah. have yes, really yeah. young kids. Yes. Yeah, that was like, probably what's something that we all picked like, up on. It's like 60-year-old people with yep. a 10-year-old. What? What? You shouldn't be having kids Cast, that, yeah, cast that We'll blame the casting yeah. department for that one. That that was some sort of mistake. Because, like, yeah, you're right. Very They're, poor choices. Yeah. Really. yeah. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Uh, well, I'm about <laughs> 70. Great. You're going to be the mom of this eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that kind of pulled me out a couple times, you know, as awesome as the music and the scoring was, there were a couple scenes where the music was, like, super cheerful. Like, they're oh, out yeah, patrolling yeah. the waters, like, looking for the shark. And the music is like, it's like so not walking down Main serious. Street Disney. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. Okay, one of my hands down, I think favorite scenes. Going back and rewatching it, um, has to be the end of the town meeting, where you first get your glimpse of Robert Shaw. And he, oh, yeah. like, everyone's like, you know, yelling, oh, well, wow, you're going to close the beaches. Uh, and then you just see the chalkboard, which, first of all, someone went up there and drew a shark eating a little <laughs> kid after a little kid was just eaten. Yeah. Poor, and he's, poor and he's taste. Like, Too he's soon, like man. Scratching. I was like, who drew that up there? Was it Shaw? It, I feel like it was, it was definitely it Shaw. It was Quint. Quint drew it. Was it was totally yeah, Quint. Like, he had to have some visual aids for his little speech. Yeah. Well, on. so there's, <laughs> maybe, I don't know if this is like, intentionally part of that also um but just little instances of like was it a shark mouth that was on the chalkboard it was like the top half of a shark like eating like a stick figured child okay because i mean there's like little i don't know you want to call them easter eggs or something but or foreshadowing um but there's also the scene when they're leaving on quint's boat and like you get the the pan from behind view of them leaving from i think one of the offices of someone uh, I think it's Quint's office because he's got all the yeah. shark stuff. Oh, yeah. And you the... see the, the shark mouth. Yeah. Um, the shark mouth bone or something like that. And it's like in the frame. It's like framed around the boat. Mm. I think that's probably one of the coolest scenes. Dude. That is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I even noticed that. Oh, really? Yeah. And we got to rewatch it a third time. Now. All right. Rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Put some is... headphones on for Quint dying because that... Yeah, I, I, got, I just gotta just if I just watch it. Oh, great scene! But if I hear oh, 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 oh then yep. I'm like, oh, come on! But man, no. Speaking of that scene in particular, that is also a great scene because I mean, it's that's like part of like there's a lot of comic relief in that scene too, you know? Because he's like, oh, like what do you want? A couple of cases of brandy? He's got some fagua, like. <laughs> caviar and then and then he pulls out his moonshine and he hands it to uh what's his name he hands it to Brady? chief chief brody brody yeah and he's like here i made it myself and he like <laughs> takes the shot glass turns over and immediately spits it into yeah. the sink as soon yep. as shot turns around and he's and then shot does the same he hands another glass over to hooper and, he, and and brody just goes don't drink that <laughs> <laughs> you know Hello? something i really loved that this movie did um it kind of did something i would call a classic movie trope where it's when they have plan a that they set up throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. but then plan a doesn't work and they turn around and do like a split second plan b Mm -hmm. so their plan a was okay we're going to use these barrels to like keep the shark close to the surface and i'm going to harpoon the sucker you know Mm -hmm. like that's the plan oh he's got some like poison stuff that he's going to inject it with like that's the setup plan like mm-hmm. okay if all goes well we'll kill the shark with my special equipment but that obviously didn't work 
He yeah. he dropped it. Hooper did dropped the special oh, harpoon. He drops shark, everything. Shark mm-hmm. tank immediately drops the Hooper harpoon. Oh that, yeah. <sighs> so all that Clumsy. doesn't work out. So we're like, oh no, what do they do? And and then of course last minute he does the whole exploding can trick. But what I love about that is that they they still set up that that would happen because mm-hmm. there were multiple little foreshadowing things that set that up. Like oh he saw a picture of a shark with a tank in its mouth and then. He did? Yeah, there was really? a picture in one of his books. Mm. And oh. then... That's right, yeah. The another time. It was at the very beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. he was like, like you just found out of a shark attack and he was researching, right? I remember exactly. him looking through the book, but I don't remember seeing it's, the tank. You gotta look closer, Connor. Apparently, How many times did you watch this movie? Oh, <laughs> Go back. But, so and then bad. another time, Brody's messing around with the tanks and Hooper says like, hey, be careful with those. Mm-hmm. They could explode. Or like, they're very dangerous, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's one thing I noticed that was foreshadowing. Exactly. Yeah. So... There you go. See, and that's what I, I say. This is a testament to good filmmaking versus <clears throat> the Meg Avatar. Whoa! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang, shots fired. All right, no Avatar, which is just like a plain story. You know, there's not a lot of hidden details. It's just we have a beautiful scene here. This is it. Versus Spielberg is doing all of this setup. Like basically all yeah. these little tiny foreshadowing that you can watch the movie over and over again mm-hmm. and notice other little details. Yeah. Storytelling. I love that about yeah. a movie. Yeah. You cannot, that's something that always ages well is good storytelling. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. movie does that great. Another thing, just real quickly, um, just about his creativity in yeah. getting around the whole not being able to use the shark a lot. Mm-hmm. The barrels, I feel like, <gasps> was great in yes. showing. You're still tracking the shark. You still see what it's doing, mm-hmm. and you're getting some interaction with it without having to show it. And some suspense. I and was going to talk suspense. about that, too. Because yeah. barrels coming towards the ship. Yeah. Super well, it's easy your imagination. Way. Like, it's all the viewer's imagination being like, yeah. what is the shark actually doing? Like, when he's pulling him left or right or down, like, is he this big of a shark? They're just pulling these giant barrels down to the bottom of the ocean with them yeah. or something? I see. I, when we first watched it, that's what I thought, too. I was like, holy crap, this shark just pulled this barrel yeah. like underwater with him and stayed there for hours and mm-hmm. hours and you know that is something that i will say um in general creativity thrives within boundaries because mm-hmm. you see some of these movies that have come out recently where they just have inflated budgets they can do whatever they want yeah i mean i'm gonna use one of my movies um star wars the last jedi and specifically star wars um, Rise of Skywalker, Rise, yeah. where he literally has zero boundaries. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. He he basically like <laughs> handed out cards to everyone. Every single person on the thing was like, "Hey, you design an alien. You design an alien. You design a ship. You design whatever you want." And yeah. like, just put all the stuff in that wasn't ne- necessary, yeah. and then he could do whatever <laughs> he wanted. And it it really kind of, I mean, ruined the movie in a way. It was like yeah. kind of boring at some points. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like that's where this movie was great in that he had such boundaries, but he thrived in that because it it made him have to creatively come up with solutions. Yeah. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. Any other final thoughts before we move on to uh, our ratings? Our um, best scene? <laughs> uh, I, I do just want to point out just the, I guess, character development. I think they did a, Spielberg did a great job just building that up. You know, there's a great scene with Brody and his kid where they're at the dinner table and his kid's like copying him. 
And it's just a consistent theme throughout the movie of like. And then can we talk about how ugly that kid is later too? Okay, this is the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked up what that kid what looked like today, Ooh, just don't to make sure he. Oh no, <laughs> he actually looked okay. okay. I was real worried for that. The kid, glow though. up, okay? Yeah, he glow. Yeah, he swan. Okay, that's good. He swan. But either way, it, I think just the 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 character building that was done in this movie is again mm. like. It's. I want to say it's unique to this era, but they they definitely focus more on that versus just like getting the visual effects and the special effects out there and having that be the main kind of driving force of the movies. Where this, you know, you can tell that they take time to you actually care about these characters, and you can tell um, it's it's a lot more authentic when you know the kids go out on their boat and the parents are freaking out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just something that again just is, makes this movie great. Yeah. One of one of my I would say my last things I want to talk about too is talking about especially go building off of your character development theme is the whole idea that uh Chief Brody doesn't like water. Oh yeah. So and it's kind of going back and watching it today, um before recording this, I noticed certain clues, certain hidden things in there too. Because first time, I just kind of got this basic general idea. Okay, he doesn't like water, whatever. Okay. But then you start to see the wife is kind of mentioning it. Like, oh, like he doesn't even have, you know, he won't even go on a boat. He stays in the car when they're taking the ferry mm-hmm. back onto the mainland. Oh. And then it was funny because he gets very defensive about it. And she's like, oh, it's some sort of like childhood syndrome or something. And he goes, and she looks at him and he goes, yeah, it's called drowning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, there's still this like, or she's like, there's a clinical name for it. And he goes, drowning. <laughs> That's great. But um, That's great. And then later on when they're all on, when he's on the boat, he finally, you know, he builds up the courage to go on the boat and they're all drinking and like talking about their scars. He it pans over to Brody. He lifts up his shirt and you see a big scar on his mm. stomach. And it's never explained. Hmm. He doesn't talk about it. It's never seen again. And then at the end of the movie, he says, oh, can you imagine I used to be afraid of like water? (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. And Hmm. I I was like watching that. I was like, what? I want to know, like, where did he get that scar? Was it a shark? What's the backstory? Like, it had to be a shark. Don't you think? It had to be a shark. Maybe. That's a good little fan theory you got. Yeah. Yeah. That might be something that's explained in the book or maybe it's one of those. I mentioned like the choppy editing a little bit. No, definitely. I just watched Jaws 2. It's definitely not in there. (laughs) It's not in there. But I mean, that might be something that they were like meaning to include. Uh, Maybe it's just like, you know, cut during um, editing or something. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. I might look that up later. Yeah. I'm intrigued now too. Um, We got to read the book now. Yeah, mm, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Start a second podcast of yeah. book reviews, uh, book reviews uh, of, of movies. The, yeah, yeah, the movie. Oh, the, actually, movies. yeah, the movie, the books of movies, the, yeah, books versus the, the movies, movies. books versus movies. Comparing yeah, the books movies. are gonna win every single day. Yeah, except I did hear that this book was pretty weird. Um, yeah, right? I heard that too. Yeah, I think Quint like. Has an affair with Brody's wife yeah. at some point. Someone, someone has well, an affair. It's wild either, to it's see in the Hopper movie. Or Hooper or Quint. Yeah, forget which one. But it, either way, it's weird. Yeah. Someone who should not be sleeping with Brody's wife. Interesting. It's got to be Quint, man. If I had to peg who it oh, was, yeah. it's Quint. <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. But all right. Well, oh, you want to say something? Last, last thing. Last thing is the author of the book is actually in the movie. 
No way. Oh, really? All right, take a guess. Who do you think he is? Is it the... The shark. It's the ugly... <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy with the really bad hat, isn't it? Is it no, Harry? it's not. I wish it was. That's one mm. bad hat, Harry. Is it the mayor? No. No. Okay. No, I love the mayor. No, it's the what? reporter. It's the reporter. Yeah. The reporter. Remember the oh, reporter on 4th of welcome July? Welcome back to Amity Island. Oh. In like very short scene, probably because he can't act. They just threw that in there. <laughs> And then that was it. And he, he can't act, but he can report. But he can report. <laughs> That's for sure. Reporters. Oh, man. That's great. Interesting. Okay, well, I think we kind of already talked about our best scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, you liked the chalk wall scene where Quint does his intro. You liked the the scene where we very first see the shark. Yeah, I would say that's definitely my favorite scene. And that's scene. my favorite scene, too. I just yeah. really love that. I Yeah, that's got to be my second favorite scene. Yeah, that Trump was just like up. such a great payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like there it is. Yep. Oh, it just like zooms in on his face oh, too. Yep. And you just see, like, and you, you're you feeling feel exactly what exactly. he's feeling. Yeah, you yeah. feel him. You're like, oh god, yeah, we are going to need a bigger boat. Talk about We're going to need bigger action. everything right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for real. Oh, <laughs> bigger guns, <laughs> bigger guns, bigger fishing pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of it um, and talk about our scores. All right. So starting with entertainment, this has to do with how genuinely enjoyable the movie is. Just like, is it easy to watch? Are you always engaged? Is it rewatchable? Does it age well? Just like, in general, how good of a movie was it? So, uh, Connor, do you want to be the first to grade? Um, I'll pass this one over to someone else. I'll take it. Go for it, Um, I would give this full points, 100 100? Yeah. Oh, it's right off the bat. Like, yeah, oh, and wait, this is Andy. This is Andy's the critical well, one. This movie is, I mean, like, it's just, it's timeless in my opinion. Um, oh. It is the definitive shark movie. It was one of the firsts. Uh, it's, it's the best one, and everything that needed to be in it is in it. Like, there's not much else that can be said about sharks. It's got shark attacks. It's got killing sharks. It's got, you know, really crappy mare. <laughs> um, you just said that because I said I yep, like the mare. Yeah, no, the mare does <laughs> So I liked the, the villain character last time, and you liked the villain character this time. Yeah, and I'll get to why I like the villain character <laughs> okay. in the next segment. But I mean, the I think the effects are great in the movie. Um, extremely well done. Like it's not, doesn't look like it's fake or anything. Uh, maybe like a little bit, obviously like just the blood squirting out from Quint. That's probably like the one time you can kind of be like, okay, that's probably not what it would look like if shark was eating somebody in half, what, but what about his scream. Uh, that's hundred percent real. I, that's that's the acting. That's the act. That's a problem with the actor. <laughs> um, but I think it all holds up. Like obviously the music is iconic. Um, you know, the Donna, Donna, oh, that's still going on today. Caleb, you're wearing a Jaws t shirt right now. <laughs> Repping the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and still, I always get compliments on yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. Everywhere. Like, yeah. I would enjoy, like, again, I haven't, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen this movie, but now I'm like, okay, like, this is a movie I want to watch every summer. And in my reading before kind of doing the show, um, the movie came out, was released, I think, July 3rd. So right before oh, 4th of yeah. July. And so it was just a hit right off yeah. the bat. It was just, everybody just went, and went to go see it. And of course, people were like, oh, do I want to go back to the beach? <laughs> um, yeah. Like looking at other movies or, you know, shows, movies, every, every yeah. single, like so many reference Jaws. 
Yeah. Um, in the past week alone, I think the right before we we all sat down to watch it, um, and probably over twenty four hours, I watched. I was watching two different shows, and each show had referenced the movie. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. I'm like, wow. This is we're about to watch this. This is definitely a timeless movie. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. Well, um, I kind of want to up my score after that. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah. I'm going to stick with it. I actually gave this movie a 72. What? Wow. I was trying to be a little more exact. Like last wow. time I went like with solid numbers. 72 is exactly how I feel about this movie. And um, which on our scale, 70, the 70s are great. Yeah. So 50 is okay. 60 is good. Uh, 70 is like great. So I've, I think this is a great movie. It wasn't an awesome movie, mm. and it wasn't a perfect movie, quite, to me, but it was really great. Um, and so the reason I say that, as far as, like, the good things, I mean, obviously, it's so iconic. The music goes so well with it mm-hmm. to really build that suspense, and I talked about that earlier, just how it's a classic example of how to build suspense. And I really think, I mean, I haven't done the research on this, but if I had to guess, I would say that it's because of this movie that all these like thrillers and horror movies that they take that metered approach to the reveal Mm -hmm. and kind of, that kind of goes more to influence. Like, Oh, this movie had an influence on film itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the suspense aspect, I thought this was a really great suspense film. So what it was trying to do, it did well. And then something else I really enjoyed about it was I love when a movie takes me somewhere else. Mm. Like Avatar kind of did this too, but like the whole nautical theme of this movie, Mm -hmm. it was so authentic and it was so sprinkled throughout the entire film, whether it's like, oh, you're in a beach town or you're living the beach life, you're in the port or like on the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always just loved that boat feel. Um, Like in another life, I would totally just like live on a boat. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, I just really loved all of that theme, just the nautical stuff and always oh, got a harpoon and just all the stuff that comes with that yeah. on his boat. Um, and part of that is Quint, you know, he's, he's talking his sailor talk and he's saying, Oh, you got city hands. And, <laughs> yeah. and oh, so it's been on the ocean a little too long. <laughs> yeah. He's a sea dog. Um, but the reason why I dinged it a little bit is because it didn't fully engage me 100% of the time. There were definitely points in the movie where I started to feel a little fatigued or maybe a little bored. Um, like, specifically, I remember during some of the chase scenes when they're hunting the shark on the boat, they kind of use the barrels, like, multiple times. Like, oh, give him another barrel and give him another barrel. And he knocks loose of the barrels and get him another one. And he chops them off again. And, like, he, they kind of do the same thing a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's where I was lost. At, about... Um, I don't know, three quarters of the way through the movie, I was like, okay, let's do something else. Uh, mm-hmm. You're you've mm-hmm. been tracking the shark. I feel like maybe they could have cut some of that out. But like, the whole boat scene is like over an hour long. That's most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's... that would be the reason why I didn't call it awesome mm-hmm. um, or perfect. But I still think it's great, and I stand by that seventy-two. Hmm. Nice, solid. Um, well, I'll start off with my rating of seventy-seven. Oh, wow. all right. right on. In between. Yeah, because I like that. I'm not going to give it a solid 100. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite. Mm. Uh, but it <laughs> definitely deserves more than a, a, <laughs> than a 72. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> like, first of all, I mean, if the only thing that you get from this movie is that 
other movies were made better because of it, then that's it. Well, that's where influence comes in. Yes, I know. But like, even going back and watching like the core scene of what other movies are, were basing off of has just made it so much more entertaining for me. I'm very much of like a, a callback guy. I love, you know, all the movies nowadays that reference all the eighties movies uh, or, you know, have callbacks to nineties or weird references to different things. And those are some of my favorite things that they do in, in Hollywood now. And so this was like the base of it and to go back and see this and, and see everything they do. Uh, was great. And again, I'll talk about the suspense. They did the suspense perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like one of the best like suspense scenes is when they're on the boat, you know, they're all drinking, they're all having this, this kind of a, he just finished talking about the USS Indianapolis and then it pans out and you it pans out like outside of the boat and you see the barrel mm-hmm. outside of the boat. And it's like, <laughs> the sun is still like just starting to come up. It's just dawn. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the shark starts smashing against mm-hmm. the boat and they're all singing and pounding and singing. And, and the shark, while the shark is like pounding against the boat. And it was incredible going back and watching it again. It was incredible, mm. but Going from there, say it, there were some slow moments. I actually don't think that uh, it aged well. I think mm. that we liked it because as far as like people that knew it kind of in the past, it has aged well. But for new people coming in and watching it, I don't think that it would be as good as to them as it is to us. Especially because it's so hyped. Yes. Like it's mm. not, it may not live up to people's expectations if they're watching it in 2020, 2021. And, and they, that may be the only reason is because it is so overhyped and does it deserve it? Sure. It's a great movie. But for instance, when we watched it, um, my wife, Gigi, she had seen it a long time ago. Didn't really remember it. And she just thought it was okay. She was like, mm. oh, it was a good movie. But, mm. you know, she was like, I fell asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That'll tell you about it. I was like, wow, absolutely not. How dare you say that? <laughs> yeah. and but then, that's good. It gives you an insight. I mean, our whole point on this podcast is trying to really capture the voice of the common man. Yeah. Gigi is part of that voice. She's the common so, woman. Common woman. <laughs> oh, God. And that was her thing. And all, I have to say, I, you know, music is iconic. But it's not my favorite, like, John Williams score. I think this is, like, I mean, it's still good, but I think this is, like, bottom of the barrel for I him. I mean, it's it, pretty it only, simple. It only goes up for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a Star banger. Wars, yeah. like, it's not a banger. <laughs> well, this was probably one of the earlier ones with him and Spielberg working together. Oh, it's so. got to be one yeah. of his earlier Which it definitely themes. is. Side note, Spielberg was 27 when he made this film? Really? I'm 27. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Why aren't you making crazy? Jaws right now? I know. I should I know. be making Jaws. You should be doing more with your I'm life. I'm just making a podcast. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing right now? This is I talk about bogus. what other people are doing when they're 27. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the third idea. All right. So our average score on entertainment was an 83. There you go. Nice. So nice. it was indeed. It was fantastic. It was awesome. It deserved mm-hmm. it. It was an awesome movie. Definitely deserved yeah, it. According to us. Okay. Education. So... Education has to do with, um, it can be a few different things. It could be if the movie actually taught me something, if the movie maybe changed my perspective. Is it really driving home a moral? Is there a moral to the story? Is there some kind of message this is trying to teach? And does it get it across? How well does it deliver its message? Or simply, um, is there 
is there an attribute that we should exemplify after watching this movie? Does yeah. it instill something in us that makes us better as a society? That's kind of where education comes from. So, Connor, do you want to start on this one? Um, if you, yeah, I can start on this one. So, I, I gotta give this one an education of like, I wrote down 70, but now that I'm really thinking about it, I think I gotta give this one like a 55. 55, mm, okay. Yeah. I think that it, it did okay. I don't think that, uh, this was a movie that was really trying to like push ideals onto you. It wasn't really trying to teach you a, a moral, in my opinion. I mean, this was purely entertainment purely cinematography, just yeah. wanting to entertain you. There were some things that I did pull out of it. Um, I mean, for instance, the one thing that I, I liked about the mayor was that he was a good, like a good balanced villain basically for the movie. Cause in the first half of the movie, the shark is just like this, really the secondary villain, you know, it's mm. the concept of the shark, but the real villain that you're seeing, the one that's making you mad is the mayor. Yeah. He's the one saying, what? No, you're going to bankrupt the town. The people only come here for the beaches. You have to keep open the beaches. And he goes as far as like paying off the medical examiner. Cause there's the whole scene where you yeah. first meet the mayor, where all of a sudden the medical examiner comes in and is like, Oh wait, no, just kidding. It's not a shark attack. It's a boat accident. We see this all the time. And then later down the road, that's obviously uh, debunked by the oceanographer by Hooper. Yeah. Um, and it's very clearly that in the very beginning, this battle between like the mayor and the sheriff, the sheriff who wants to cares for people's safety and wants to keep the town safe. And the mayor who's more thinking of like, I want the town to thrive. I mean, mm-hmm. really, I, you can call it greed because he wants people to um, make money and probably he would make money from it too. That's really the base of it. But he's also a good villain because he wants the town to do good also. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I would say, as far as my score on this one goes, I'm very close to you. I'm 54. Ooh. Oh. So, um, yeah, again, I'm trying to be really exact this time. Give us some differentiation. But to me, really, the the message of the movie is really is that it gave us characters that have traits, virtues that you want mm. to emulate. So I would say Brody was probably the top example because he's going against the mayor, the powers that be. Yeah. Um, he's making the hard decision. The easy choice is to leave him open. It'll be okay. We want more money. But he did the hard thing, which is close the beaches and even harder, go hunt down the shark. Yeah. Especially because he's scared of the water. I was going to say, and he overcome came his fear. Yeah. So overcoming your fears, um, just the attributes of bravery, heroism, Doing what is necessary, doing what's right, even if it's hard. Uh, I think those are some some educational undertones of yeah, just like, that's the person you want to be. If you're looking at this film, if Barney Stinson saw this film, he would say, oh, the mayor is the perfect person to be. Or the shark, Barney. the shark is the main good guy. He's just trying to eat some some food. <laughs> Give him some, you know. <laughs> but um, the shark's the main character, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shark is the the anti- what is it the protagonist. protagonist. The protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to oh, get, him, get himself a good meal. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, they're out here just yeah. disturbing my, my. Richard Dreyfus was stuck Coming in that the- cage. He was trying to trying to get him out. If some little kid was peeing in my in my soup, I'd want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, him too. they're going on his turf, getting yeah. in his home. Leave him alone. <laughs> 
All right. What about you, Andy? What did you score? Oh, I'm going to be very exact with mine. Ooh, okay. okay. So one, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Again. Two points. Two points. Okay. So Connor on uh, kind of your main point was, I want to elaborate more on it. Um, it's, it's this battle between the politicians and mm. the betterment of society. Right. Yeah. And let me ask you this. How relevant is that today with COVID? Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, You're not actually, yeah, we're not going to get into that. You know, but, I actually did not even think of that. That's yeah, a really no, good that, point. It it's is. very relevant. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the mayor is like, no, we need to keep the beaches open um, because we need, like, the, you know, the tourism economy coming in. We need people going to the beach. We need people in the water, even though there's a man-eating shark in the water. They're like, yeah. nope, I'm going to take that risk and keep the beaches open and again it's not until people start dying is when he's like oh man i totally didn't see that coming oh, darn. And then oh, you got the woman it. in black coming up and smacking chief brody chief brody he didn't in the deserve face. that no he did not. <laughs> definitely did where, not where's the mayor where yeah the mayor the... deserves all it's like the um oh never mind off topic movie yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway um yeah no like it's it's i think that's one of the i guess biggest morals of the story that they tell and they do a really good job of telling is is just this battle between doing what's what's right and doing um kind of what what you want to do what you think is right you know um good intention bad judgment for sure on the mayor's part i think that's what it is yeah i just absolutely hate the mayor in this movie and i do he does a really good job of hating him because it's like dude we saw multiple people get eaten by the shark Close the um, close the beaches, please. So that's that's one of my main points. Um, number two, I think they do just a it's a it's a good story that explains just this man versus nature, you mm. know. And you know, a shark, you know, kind of goes into um, his you know this new territory to to feed and. Of course, there's, you know, boats going everywhere that, you know, attract the noise attracts, you know, the shark and the splashing. Um, you know, it's just the shark's not supposed to be there. And, I mean, of course, he gets hungry. He's, you know, feeding ground. And, you know, you can tell, like, when they, you know, they bring in the shark expert. Um, what's his name? Uh, Hooper? Hooper. Hooper, yeah. Hooper, right? And he has to explain all this to these people. Like, this is what a great white shark is. And <laughs> it's clear that these people know yeah. nothing about sharks or animals or mammals or this anything like that. This is a tiger shark. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, you know, there's just like the scene where they, gra- they I guess they kill the wrong shark. Um, you just see all, you know, just the dozens of fishermen just go out there just like, dumping you know red meat into the water to attract sharks and yeah. they got like dynamite dynamite <laughs> guys bringing dynamite to a, shark like in a, fight. In a crowded like yeah. boating area he's just lighting off dynamite yeah and, yeah just lighting off dynamite they got so like guns out there um patrolling all loading into that one boat and he's like all those men are gonna die yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that part that's like <laughs> that really good. all those men are about to die <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's yeah i think this movie does a great job kind of with the education in my opinion um yeah, like I, I think there's a lot of value to the story, and yeah, that's why I give it full marks. Mm-hmm. Wow, full wow. marks. Yeah, not even like a ninety-eight. No, no full marks. You know, I, I had to be, I had to be exact. You know, I, I couldn't justify that's the, the fair. two. You're yeah, not the only one out there who thinks. I that. think there's a clear moral to the story and a clear, you know, 
message that they're they're coming across and it's not like too it's not too like in your face either it is a subtle message and you kind of empathize with um chief brody because you've seen these shark attacks and yeah that's why i think it's it's does just a really good job with getting that message out there Mm -hmm. wow all right so last category is influence um and this one you know i now that i'm thinking about it i have to say this is about as perfect as a movie can be when it comes to influence. I think there's I no movie that has gone down in history, or at least this is in the top 10 of most iconic movies. So I'm going to pull up an Andy and give this a 100. Yeah. Um, because of all the things we said. So I, I just want it to be known. I also gave it a 100 out of 100. Are we 100 for 100 for 100? <laughs> I, I was like, I was going to say I pulled an Andy, but Caleb beat me to oh, it. Oh, I beat you to it. So our average score for that is 100. Yeah, 100. <laughs> our average score for education, by the way, is 70. There so we thought that I'd was... i bring it back up because you guys... Great. Oof. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, as far as its influence goes, I think in real life, you know, Andy, you mentioned this came out in the summer... People did not go to the beaches that summer. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was the mayor's worst nightmare that summer. <laughs> yeah. um, that's how influential this movie was. Yeah. It really got into people's minds. Yeah, and I think it's. I don't know. I, again, I'm kind of just making it a guess that like sharks did not become this infamous fear mm-hmm. in people's minds until yeah. this movie. I agree because I agree like the stats. Show that like people don't die from shark attacks. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen all the yeah. time. But this movie made, made it, it seem, seem like, like it does. You know, yeah, don't so, run into a great white, otherwise you're it's gone. terrifying. So that is like huge influence. It also influenced um, the film industry itself. Like I was saying, just how like Steven Spielberg's technique and his skill was really influential as far as like directors and movie. Yeah creators after him looked mm-hmm. to him as like this is an example i guarantee you he is in textbooks for yeah. some of this stuff so oh, yeah. he actually is yeah i i have i have some stuff to talk so, about so you that. got some real oh, wow. facts yeah. Uh, yeah those are facts, some facts. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, on and then just to kind of end off my section just how incredibly seeped into pop culture this is like Everything is referencing this movie. Yeah. If someone does reference this movie, you get it. Yeah. You know what, oh, we're going to need a bigger boat means. And you mm-hmm. know what the dunna, dunna yeah. music is. Yeah. And just all that. Like, it's, it's part of our culture at this point. Yeah. Jaws is there. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Jaws. It, yeah. It's funny. One of my favorite references to this movie is in Back to the Future 2, mm. when Marty McFly is walking around the future. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. And the, it's like Jaws 42 or yeah, something. 3D. Yeah, it's coming out and it comes and it eats him. Yep. It's like, that's how iconic this movie was. That like, oh, we're going to reference this and say that it inspired so many sequels that they're on number 42 <laughs> yeah. by now. Yeah. Like, they've made more Jaws movies than they have iPhones at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So yeah, yeah hundred. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I yeah, same one hundred. Um, I guess Caleb, I agree with everything you said. Just the influence this movie's had on society is yeah, I think it continues to this day. And like I said earlier, this is the definitive shark movie. Um, and that's I think coming from Spielberg himself. Like he did not want to make a sequel because 
there is no need to make a sequel. Um, So, and my, I guess what just um, solidifies me with my score is the fact that to this day, I still think about Jaws anytime I'm near water or, you know, if I'm at the beach or something, I still that that fear that's of a really shark. True, though. Yeah, I think most people probably do. Yeah, like that's so crazy. So that's yep, that's influence in my head. <laughs> Ding. So like I said, are you done? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, I gave hundred out of hundred. I mean, it's been said that this movie literally inspired the rest of Hollywood from going on. I mean, you can talk about all of the shark movies that have been made after this. I mean, going on to uh, James Cameron, my least favorite director. All right. <laughs> oh, no. bam! I'm throwing some shade. I bam! After our last one, I was Just like, man, Avatar. maybe I don't like. After watching Avatar, then watching Jaws, I was like, man, maybe I don't like James Cameron. <laughs> no, maybe he's a good, no, he's a good actor. Sorry, director. Just Avatar is horrible. Okay, all right, we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. It's to be seen. We'll, we'll see how we feel about Titanic. But like, <laughs> great movie. Yeah. But like Alien and Aliens were like, um, at, like. Advertised as like Jaws in space. Yeah, like yeah, just like true. a couple years later, like it was like, oh, this is Jaws in space. Think about aliens. that. Mm. Um, I mean, another thing, like it's made sharks like a definitive bad guy. Like, think of Shark Week. Would mm-hmm. we still have Shark Week if it wasn't for Jaws? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I bet. I no, know. probably not. We'd have Alligator Week or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then there's a Bob's Burgers episode after it. Mm. All right, that is my baseline for influence. If there's a Bob's Burgers episode, <laughs> you've made it. If you're you in Bob's Burgers, <laughs> um, and the movie made Spielberg. Like I said, he was 27 years yeah, old. He hadn't true. really done anything before this, but after this, he's going to go on to do E.T. Oh, he's going to go on Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Best movies. His yeah, entire the career. Dinosaur, definitive alien movie. Yeah, he really had a right. corner on the market on a lot of these. Seriously. Like, he, he types just, of movies. Yeah, he and he's picked he's, up those novels, and he's like, "Okay, we make a movie about this, 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 this." That's Could true. Go? <laughs> I'll go the books. Ooh, I'll go E.T. Sorry, Spielberg. Mm. Should we watch E.T.? Mm. I've never seen E.T. Really? Yeah, I've never seen. Right. It. Going on the list. All right, all right. Anyway, um, but then the last thing is that he truly did with his filmmaking and his cinematography. He truly did like set standards and um, improve upon what Hollywood was doing. And so you're talking about him being in textbooks. There's actually a, a film technique named after Jaws, named after the Jaws movie called the, the Dolly Zoom. And it's go, it, they, it was called the Dolly Zoom before, but it went on after this movie. I don't know how long after that they renamed it. It's called the Jaws Zoom or the Jaws of technique Effect. or something. Mm. And it's basically that scene where, um, Oh, he's like sitting on the beach yes. and the shark attacks and it like it zooms into his face, but like out of the background at the same time. So the, yeah, like that? it's the entire background is zooming mm. out, but you're staying basically, you're just zooming in a little bit on his face oh. so that you see more of his face and more wow. of the background. Wow. That's the first time it's used. So I don't know if it's the first time, but it is, but it's named after it's, that. It's, it's the most it? significant. Wow. And like, I don't know if it's the best way, but it's the most significant and therefore named after. Him. That's a pretty legit effect. Yeah. I love when they use that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I went and watched like a couple of different times it's been used in cinema. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize it was doing that. Like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Well, our total score then 
averaging out all three categories, comes to 84. 84. Which means, uh, or if we want to get super technical, (laughs) 84.3. Which makes it an awesome movie. We have decided that it is awesome, and it is super blown Avatar out of the water. Oh, as definitely, yeah. Avatar was 54.5. So yeah. Oh, yep. garbage. This, yeah, this deserves <laughs> much higher than Avatar. Yes. So that wraps it up for our take on Jaws. Let us know if you agreed with us. We are now officially on Twitter, so if you want to... We are? Yeah, we're on Twitter. They didn't know. A live reveal. We're on Twitter. I Twitter. I guess mine as well. Yeah. Our handle is Cron of Critics because Chronicles of Critics does not fit in the Twitter handle. So, if you want to give us some movie suggestions and have us review one of your favorite movies, let us know on Twitter. Um, If you want to let us know your scores on each of the movies that we review, please comment on the um, the post about the movie. Because yeah. we would love to know. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, and then whatever you're listening to this on, please follow us, um, rate us, give us a thumbs up, whatever it is, and let us know what you thought. And truly yeah. give us your feedback because we want to know. Yes. Yeah. We are we're just starting out little fledgling uh, podcasters, starry-eyed dreamers, wanting to starry-eyed make a dreamers. difference. Yep. Um, so you're in on the gl- ground floor. You could say, I, I was... I was a fan of them before they were cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and maybe we never get cool, but you can at least say you listened yeah. to the first episode yes. when it came out. A super obscure <laughs> podcast. Yeah, if you want to pretend to be all cultured. <laughs> I will say, I never got to talk about my one quote that I really liked. Oh, what oh. was your one My new quote. quote. It used to be, that's one bad ad, Harry. <laughs> but now, after watching it, I was like, I realized. So after he gives him like the... In the, when they're in, in like the boathouse or whatever, he gives them the little glass of moonshine. Mm-hmm. And he says, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> That's the quote? That's, That's the quote. quote. That's great. I was like, oh, man, what does that even mean? But I don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. <laughs> I, just, I would say my favorite quote is definitely um, when Hooper is you know pointing to that group of men getting in the boat. And he's like... They're all going to die. They're all going to die. <laughs> Those men out there. They're Those all gonna, men, going to die. My favorite quote is, of course, from Quint, but it's when he's basically telling the story. And he's like, 1,500 men go into the water, 35 men come out of the water. <laughs> shark in the water. Shark in the that, water. That, that one line. Shark in the water. Like that, I love I, that line. Are you sure that's not when he's talking about the cage? No. He's like he's like, oh, so Cage goes in the water, you oh, go yeah. in the water, <laughs> shark in the he's water. He's like reminding shark, yeah. shark, shark in the water. <laughs> <laughs> he might say it twice, I don't know. He might but, say it twice. Uh, in in, in um, that one movie I was telling you guys about, the uh, Master of Disguise, mm. he dresses up as Quint and he says basically those lines. No way. way. Oh, yeah. That's cool. oh, that's so, wow. And so I saw Master of Disguise before I saw oh, horrible. Jaws. Oh, no. no. Oh, disappointment. <laughs> yeah, Don't seriously. worry, we won't be reviewing Master of Disguise. Oh, yeah. That one's just for me. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, well, any other final thoughts before we sign off tonight? No. Um, I'm good. No, I mean, I have a lot of shot thoughts, but... Shots. Uh, yeah, a lot of shots. All right. No. I'm well, good. I will just leave you guys with a hint for our next movie in the form of a quote. Death is only the beginning. <laughs>